day on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Friday, 11.35, that means Tech Talk uh, with uh, Adam Oldfield, of course. Adam is the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing. And our show is brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. You cycled here last week. Well, and today is uh, I took the Hamilton limo Harley Davidson in honorarium <laughs> of the uh, <laughs> of our friends at Port Dover. So yeah, it's a nice a ride. Thirteen, fully yeah. luxurious. It's got air conditioning in the back. I mean, the water's a little hard to drink as I'm driving, but you know just what? Blows it, in your face. It just blows in my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you, they know how to do it right. You know, like they take you right to the front door, help you get off. So yeah, so in celebration, the uh, uh, Hamilton limo Harley Davidson ride is. Uh, uh, live and, and capable of getting you where you need to be. This is what I love about Marcus at Hamilton Limousine. He's always cognizant. It's, thir- it's Friday the 13th. I'm, let's get the bikes out. <laughs> hey, you know, I was, I was a little... He has a motorcycle built for 10 that, instead of a stretch limo. <laughs> that's right, yeah. It's, a, it's got all the amenities. It's got reclining seats. It's got all sort of, like, a little USB outlet. You know, it's a little louder than usual, so yeah. on the phone tends to be a little difficult. But, you know, I, it got me here, and I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> I want to thank Hamilton Limo for that fine ride and quality all the way, yes. Anyway, I know that he's really busy this time of year. There's a lot of stuff going on. I was talking to him last week, but uh, uh, give him a buzz if he needs uh, some help like that, and uh, they'll find a way to work out for you. Great stuff. Uh, boy, we've got a lot of ground to cover here. Yeah, yeah, lots uh, of Virtual reality. Now, this is something that uh, that you've talked about at, at great length over the last yeah. number of years, and and it was an entertainment thing at first. It was, yeah. But I mean, now, now all of a sudden they're looking at this as, as, as a medical tool. You know, it's it's virtual reality is getting better and better all the time. We've seen that, and there's a lot of investment behind it. Apple's behind it. Facebook's behind it. Google's behind it. Um and now the medical society is actually behind it, and they're using it for therapy purposes that people can be able to wear the helmet or wear the, the visor, if you mm-hmm. will. And what they do is they put you through a series of uh, phobia tests, and it actually, the one that I thought was the most relevant was, of course, the heights. And what they do is, it's so realistic. Have you done virtual reality yet? Have you actually only, gone in? And, only once, and that was quite a few years ago. Okay, well, they've gone a lot more realistic, a lot more engaging as far as, uh, in fact, movie theaters are going under the 4D theater, under yeah. Cineplex. Well, this is a way to help conquer your fears, whether it's uh, arachnophobia, uh, a, a phobia of heights, uh, a phobia of the dark. Uh, it's amazing at how many phobias there are in this virtual reality test. Has uh, they've been doing some pilot testing has really, really helped people try to overcome their challenges of walking on a bridge between two mountains. I I don't know why they would be so fearful of this, but it brings that phobia out to give you security about yourself, give your bring that confidence, and it's all being done with our uh, virtual reality technology as of today. I don't know if that's going to work. What do you mean it doesn't work? Why? No, I mean virtual reality is great, and I'm glad they're using it for from medical a, purposes. From a therapy purpose but you're it, referring what, In to? other words, I'm going to expose you to your fear, and that will help you overcome it. <laughs> no. No, it's not. It's going to scare me. That's true. You know, I mean, it, it, but fear is about confronting your fears to overcome it. I mean, I'm no therapist, trust me. I'm the last guy you want to be, (laughs) what would I do, Adam? But in this case, from what I've seen, and it has been proven, when you face your fears head on, you'll be able to actually overcome them. And this is a great example of how to do that. And it's so realistic. It's not like you're looking at Minecraft or some box environment trying to make you feel like you're up in the air. 
there. This is almost realistic to the point where you're standing on the edge. You're 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 getting used to, like fear of flying. They actually have one of them uh, uh, in the uh, in, uh, as if you're a pilot sitting beside the pilot. You can turn and See, take a look. And, and, and yeah, because I know some people think I have that fear of flying, and I don't. Okay, I have fear of crashing. But <laughs> once <laughs> when I'm flying, I'm fine. You're good on the flying. All right. Okay. Yeah, third, it's 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 cool. anyway. Yeah. So it's a, it's a great tool, and the congratulations right. to them on that. Now another thing that I we had, did a session on this in the program all, yeah. again this week. I think we could do one every day. Is about texting and driving and distracted driving. Yes. Uh, people that just don't pay attention, and we know it's the number one cause of, of automobile deaths now. It is now, yes. On North yep. American highways. That's right. It was inevitable that somebody was going to develop this tool. Well, you know what's interesting? It wasn't developing the tool. It's the fact that the tool exists, but. It's not very well known to be found. It's almost buried inside our Apples and our Androids. And a gentleman in England actually is suing the government, uh, suing Apple and Google. His friend got injured uh, to become a quadriplegic because the the young lady that was riding her bike or driving her car uh, hit a gentleman on a bike. And what happened was... She was texting on her phone, and now they're trying to uh, uh, force Apple and Android to make the feature that is already on our phones to become mandatory. What's neat about our phones when we talk about it knows everything about us. It knows yeah. when we're moving, when we're riding, when we're driving. Well, there's the feature he wants to turn into or to have the phones work is that when you drive, once you reach a certain motion, it's going to automatically turn the phone into a uh, disabled mode, which is kind of like when you're driving and you just don't want to be disturbed while you're driving, you can put do not disturb. The feature he wants is to have it automatically turn on and force the user to turn it off because you might be a passenger in the, in the car like I would with uh, Hamilton Limo. It would force my phone to say, looks like you're traveling. I could opt to turn it off, uh, but it should be an opt out, not an opt in. And that's what they're really going to be pushing hard right now that we're going to be probably be seeing this a lot in the next few months in regards to are, is it the responsibility of the mobile provider to make it mandatory for us to opt out? When you opt out, it logs it. So if an accident does happen and you are accountable, they'll be able to see that you shut that feature off and when this took place. And if you try to get back on? Well, it, it will turn, it, you have to manually keep turning it back on and off. I mean, as far as like disabling and enabling the, the do not disturb, yeah, it will keep a log of you turned it on, you turned it off. So in the case of you turned it on, for whatever reason, parked your car, and then you moved again, you would have to turn it back on again to make it work. I, I love this next thing, uh, because more and more cities are doing this. I mean, anybody yes. who's been in downtown Toronto oh. uh, knows it's called the path. And, yes. and it's basically from Union Station, you can walk, I don't know how far yeah. north, 30 uh, and, kilometers. And, and go all over the place. Yeah, and it's, it's all underground. I, I, I was and, in Toronto. And, yeah. and, and, and I, Boston has places like that. Right. I, I've been to you know, a number of places. Yes. It's easy to get lost. Easy. It is it's simple to get lost. I was in Toronto this past week and while I was there I actually walked up on the streets because it was gorgeous. Yeah, to say, where am I? Yeah, where am I? And and it's funny because I use the CN Tower as I think a lot of people do as you're gauging of where am I? Because, yeah. you know, you do. you you're They all almost become parallel uh, universes and you feel like you're kind of like st stuck in this where you are. A gentleman started a website and it's called torontopath.com and I've been underground many times where I'll come up and go, where, where am I? Oh, there's the CN Tower. I went the wrong direction. So if you're looking for uh, shopping entertainment and knowing where to go, 
this is actually a great feature that will guide you underground. And again, another feature is uh, when you're underground, you may be able to get internet because they do have Wi-Fi, but your GPS may not work. And that happens a lot in Toronto where in my case, I'm like, it, you know, lost connection. And I'm like, whoa. So all of a sudden I'm doing the CN Tower look. This will allow you under a Wi-Fi to connect where you are in the path when you're on the website. So you have to give your phone permissions to let path know where you are, but you won't get lost again when you're in the underground if you're touring Toronto. I did it. We, we were there for Grey Cup a couple of years ago. We yep. stayed at the Royal York and uh, we had to go downstairs. And we were looking for a shopper's drug mart. And, and <laughs> cool. you know, I, I think we ended up in, in I don't know where it was, yeah, probably Etobicoke. Etobicoke yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, was, yeah. oh, how do we get back? And I didn't want to, I'm not going upstairs. That's the easy way out. I'm going to find my... Yeah, this is a, a, a three, mission three from days, Three days later, they found me. So anyway, <laughs> that's a great idea. Super idea. Uh, what's going on with Incognito? Well, Incognito is one of those features that we talk about privacy on our browsers and we always say you know what you can always feel safe if you go incognito it's on firefox it's on chrome i believe safari's even got that and the problem with this feature is it gives us false sense of um privacy if you will when you're using incognito uh, mode folks first and foremost if you're on a company phone it will log where you go. It will keep a record of it. It's part of the system. A government or a, a business phone is is logging every site you visit and information that's in there. It may not know your passwords, but it will know where you went. So if you're thinking I'm in incognito mode, my boss won't know I'm on the computer. <laughs> uh, I hate to be the one to tell you, you're not going to get away with it. So uh, other features to that is the fact that your saved history list. If you save a bookmark in incognito mode, it therefore logs it in the regular browser. You are not protecting your saved bookmarks in an area no one else is going to have access to. Again, you are not in a completely private environment in incognito mode. So I needed to let people know that because we've been doing these shows a couple times and I talk to a lot of people out on Facebook or they reach out to me afterwards on Twitter and they're like, hey, uh, I'm protecting myself with privacy. Thank you so much. I'm using incognito mode. I must have had about 15 people tell me that. I feel safe. I'm good. So I thought I had to bring this up to make people aware you're not 100% secure. Keep that in mind. Maybe if it's your personal phone or your personal computer, you, that's your information. You should be good. But if you're using company environment or you're at an internet cafe, you are not 100% pri in, in a privacy mode. Well, and you, I, I know something you talked about. This is probably two years ago, and I, I still talk to people that don't seem to get this. What's that? Uh, if you're using company material, company, uh, company yep. phone, company, yep. you have no right to privacy. That, that's and, right. And usually they, they'll tell you that right up front. That's right. The, the latest example, of course, is this FBI guy who's getting right, grilled yeah. by the Congress down there. Right. Uh, was he, he's using the company phone. <laughs> and, of course, they've got a record of everything he said. Uh, hello, <laughs> this is a guy that's investigated some of the, the yeah. most bizarre crimes in the states. That's right, and he, he naively uses a company phone to make stupid phone calls. So anyway, think yes. about that. Yes. Uh, look, Hamilton and a lot of other cities yes. have used Google Maps, right? That's and, and, right. Okay, this is how you're going to find out exactly what's going on. The biggest criticism that I heard as soon as they started this program, right. lack of privacy. That's right. I yeah. don't want somebody looking into my windows, my backyard. And, and you know what? This was this is actually an old article, and I and I got uh, that was I think about two years ago. I yeah, think I yeah. saw that. And I 
thought it would be relevant because, um, you know, I think there was a topic about some of the things in the city. To be convenient and more efficient, staff can use Google Maps, Street View, and Satellite View to be able to look at our backyards to go, wait a minute, that wasn't there before, and you would need a permit for that. So I thought, to be fair, there's always a yin and a yang. There is an option in Google Maps that you may not know about, and it's very easy to do. If you want your home on the street level or in the backyard to be blurred, very similar to when you look and you see a face is blurred yeah, yeah. or a license plate is blurred, you can actually request to Google is please blur my satellite home, please blur my my front Google street view and they will blur it for you. Now you cannot unblur it. So if it's like, oh wait, no one can find my house or my office and I need it changed, you're done. The only time it happens or it gets renewed is when the car goes by or the satellite goes over the, uh, the property again, it refreshes the photos. So the only habit you got to make is always keeping an eye on when the refresh rates are happening on your streets or in the uh, satellite view. How do, you, how do you find out that? You simply go on to Google, uh, <laughs> go to Google to Google the words, uh, blur my street or blur my home. And they will walk you through a set of uh, uh, instructions that you can enter your home. They'll use longitude, latitude from a satellite view. And they would request that you give the street number or the one that you see on Google street view, because it's not always right of the one of the of the property you wish to blur and you can register your property to be blurred uh still with google uh google pay yeah google pays come out and you know um you've been trying to give me money for years bill and i appreciate that it's always been a trouble because i'm a tech guy and it's been it's been very difficult for bill to be able to pay adam oldfield <laughs> but now he Crypto, can cryptocurrency cryptocurrency and i got that wrong i got your kryptonite currency so. <laughs> Google Pay now has the feature that allows you to pay your friends, store your concert tickets, or store your plane tickets. Now, the one feature to this is Apple's had it forever when it first came out. Well, Google's now bringing that feature to the table so you can easily share to friends a payment. Hey, do you got five bucks? Hey, you got 10 bucks? Google Pay now gives you the ability to do that. Uh, I got to get this one in because we were just talking about distracted driving yeah. a few minutes ago. This is something over in the UK, and I love this idea. <laughs> this feature's uh, in the United Kingdom, and I wouldn't expect it to not be here in the near future but these pro they think of it as a lamppost when you're driving down and you see the flashing speed you're going too fast yeah, yeah. right it says 50 zone and you're going 65 65 and it flashes well you don't get a ticket but it does make you look like a, a, a bit of an idiot because you're speeding in an area it makes you feel self-conscious the united kingdom now has signs that can register up to 100 meters of a car that's driving and if you're speaking on the phone or you're using your phone that isn't connected to Bluetooth to the, to the car, it will warn and put a big flashing um, uh, distracted driving notice that you're driving distracted. So think of it as you're driving, you're texting. Now, if you're distracted, you're probably not, yeah, even, not see even, you don't even see the sign. <laughs> <laughs> but if someone's in the car with you that maybe is paying attention, they'll be like, hey, wait a minute. You're using the phone. Now, the only thing that I couldn't figure out in the science behind this as they just launched it is, what happens when you're on a bus and everyone's using it, not connected to the Bluetooth? It's probably going to flash, but they're claiming that it will know the person driving in the car. I don't know how, but it will flash that you're being distracted while you're driving down the road. And maybe it's good to know that anyone in the vehicle should not be distracted while driving.
right. Uh, I, I know you brag about this this watch that you yes, wear all the yes, time. Yes, yes, uh, But there's a there's a, a, a revolution. What's this about a tick watch? A tick. Well, what's happening is the tick watch is is a new watch on the market. Runs on Android. But the thing that I wanted to bring awareness to this is again, we could talk Android. We could talk Apple phone uh, watches and smartware. And you know, they always come with the bells and whistles of tradition. But the one thing they don't have is the features these guys should get recognition for. In this case, it's got two lenses on the watch. And the first lens on the watch, think of it as a layered watch. So one lens tells you the Bluetooth, the beautiful graphics, all the design, all the elements. The underlined gra- uh, lens is going to show you the time in the Bluetooth. After two days, it, ru- it then goes to the second lens. That lens can give you one month of watch time. So meaning you don't wow. have to plug it in for up to a month. So if you're traveling, you're a hiker, you like to travel a lot, you've got up to a month to be able to charge it. Only takes 30 minutes to uh, charge up the whole phone and it runs on Android. But yeah, those that are, and this is a problem. I find that with my watch. I love it. But after a day and a half, if I don't charge it, I'm done. I'm, I'm pretty much down to uh, mode and I got nothing to be able to make it work. All right. This is quasi TikTok, but I know you're really intrigued by this about yes. Bogota. Bogota, yeah. This is something I thought was really, really cool. And if anything, Hamilton, this is something you should do. So anyone on council, pay attention. Stop worrying about bike lanes. Stop worrying about uh, LRT lanes. Stop worrying about uh, B transit lanes. We got to follow example. And this one I thought was great. In Bogota, they shut down the street Sunday, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. And get this bill, 1.7 million residents are able to walk, rollerblade, skate, anywhere on the streets up until 2 p.m. And the whole idea is get out, be active, use the streets as your uh, playground to move and be where you need to be, but you, you cannot do it in a vehicle, and they shut all motor vehicle traffic off between 7 a.m. and 2 p.m. on Sundays, and everyone has to bike or cycle, and apparently it fills the streets regularly. This has been going on for a while. I thought that was pretty cool. It's like we really have become a society of non-active, uh, uh, you know, we find ways to get wherever we got to do or where we got to be. Uh, in my case, I use Hamilton limos, Harley Davidsons. But in the other cases, most people, you know, we do drive or we try to get there quickly. This is something I think we could lead by example right now. Well, I told you that was the last time we were in New York City, we saw that. And New York's the craziest city yes, in North yeah. America in which to drive, right? I mean, they're, <laughs> they're, right. they're idiots. The cab yeah. drivers, everybody. That's right. Uh, Broadway is shut down on, on Saturday mornings. Yes. Yeah. Where everyone can walk the street. Or is it or Sunday morning? Anyway. Or, I think it's Sunday, it's actually. Closed, yeah. yeah, it's closed down for about, right. about a 10-block area. And I figured yeah. this is one of the busiest streets in North America. And they shut it down. Yeah. No traffic allowed. No traffic. Everybody, foot traffic, rollerblading, bike, uh, cycling, those are the only modes of transportation you're allowed to use in the streets. I think it's great. I encourage it, and I think that's something we could do. If we want to talk about a greener community, a better uh, engaged community, I love that idea. I really do. Adam Oldfield and Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1135, brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. Uh, back on your bike. <laughs> and I'll be harling back to the office. He's already got born to be wild, <laughs> humming in his head right now. That's right. We'll talk later. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.